You're listening to Al Pastor, the show that helps you love God, love your neighbor, and eat more tacos. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, hello. I want to come to you with another podcast. I want to finish out at least uh, verse number five of Exodus chapter 19. I'm Oh, I've been so inundated in Exodus 19. It's a little bit overwhelming, and so I'm just wondering how you guys are doing with it. For me, uh, this is it's a beautiful, beautiful chapter, but it is absolutely loaded. My full intention was to go through and exposit the entirety of Exodus 19, but the way that I want to do it is just, I don't think it's possible in a day. In a day. It is that dense, that that good. But I want to make sure that I finish uh, at least verse 5, and then uh, perhaps I'll do another one on uh, verse 6. So let's read um, Exodus 19, verse 5. It says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, that's what we covered on the last podcast. Here's the next part. Then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for the earth is mine. Now the covenant that God made with Israel on Mount Sinai, it came with a promise and it came with a blessing for those who would fully obey him. That's what we talked about on the last episode. And so God is telling them, if you do this, you are going to be my special treasure. You will be a treasured possession. And God had already told the Israelites who he was. He was the God of their salvation who saved them for himself, for his glory. Now he is telling them who they are. Isn't that powerful? First, God says, this is who I am. And then he needs to deposit on the inside of them their identity. Who are they? And this is the way that covenant always works. It is a mutual relationship. And God says, I'll be your God and you're going to be my people. And so here in Exodus 19, God starts by telling the people what kind of God he was And then he tells them what kind of people they were supposed to be, a precious people with a special purpose. And so because they're a precious people, or as God puts it himself, a special treasure, God's treasure is one of the highest titles that anyone could possibly be given. Now, the Hebrew word that is used here is the word, and I don't know how to say this correctly, is Segula, Segula, I'm saying it like it's in Spanish. It it indicates royal property. And this would be the most prized possession in a king's personal treasury. Now, it's interesting because this is the same word that is used, and this is actually found in 1 Chronicles 29 for the gift that King David gave for the building of the temple. He had already given some of his his. Um, you know, royal revenue for the project. However, there was some more that was needed. And so what David said, and again, this is found in First Chronicles 29, verse 3. Let me read it to you. He says, Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of God, I have given to the house of God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, and so the word that David uses to describe his, his own personal private reserve of gold and silver and, and the word that God uses to describe his people are one and the same. 
And so Israel was God's royal property, his most prized possession. And so we have to ask the question, what made them so precious? I mean, are they exceptionally gifted? Are they unusually talented? Did they have power and prestige? Obviously, the answer to that is no. I mean, at this time, the Israelites had none of these things. And what might seem like an odd choice is really uh, speaks to the character of God in choosing the least of these. Because Israel was certainly part of that group. They were saved. Israel was saved for no other reason than they were the objects of God's choosing. And this explains, like in Deuteronomy 7, Moses again speaks of this idea of being a royal treasure. And listen to what he says in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. He says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. So why did God make this choice? Well, Moses goes on. He, notice now Deuteronomy 7, verse 7. He said, The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any of the other people, for you were the least of all peoples. Verse 8. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath of which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and has redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And it is in this sense that, um, that you and I are included in this. Now, we don't replace Israel, so don't misunderstand me. We are part of the expansion of Israel. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, we need to address this other idea because everyone belongs to the Lord because we're, we're all made in his image. Uh, God has, we call, <clears throat> some theologians call this um, common grace. God has given his blessings on humanity in general. And he says here in Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, he says, The whole earth is mine, but in his heart, God always reserves a special place for his own precious people. So we don't deny his common grace and that everyone is, a, in, in one sense, a child of God, whether or not they've been redeemed, whether or not they've been saved, because man is made in the image of God. This is why we believe in the sanctity of life. And so we don't deny common grace, but there is a unique love that God has for his people when they choose to place their hope and their trust and their faith in him. God stamps them with his own unique affection. And he says, out of all of the nations, you are going to be my special people. This was Israel's identity. They were God's Precious, precious people. So let's get to this idea about our identity. If that was theirs, what is ours? Who are we? You know, there might be some times when we don't quite feel very precious. Uh, we struggle to make it from one day to the next. Maybe we're weighed down by some things that are happening in our lives, whether it be on the job or at school or within our family. And 
maybe we just feel like we never have quite made it in this world and we can get discouraged. We can enter into conflicts and difficulties and struggle with illness and even loneliness. And, and even if we make it appear like we have it all together, there are times when we feel, let's just be honest, unsatisfied or unfulfilled. Whatever our struggles may be, I want you to know today that you are part of God's special treasure. Uh, in the past, few couple, well, how many ever podcasts it was, uh, you know, I called all our kids donkeys. We're all donkeys, by the way. But in the same time, once God redeems us, we are precious to him. We, you and I, we have been drawn close to God through faith in Jesus Christ. And what's amazing to me is how this connects to the New Testament. Because the Apostle Peter took the words that we're reading today and he applied them directly to born-again, saved believers in the New Testament church. Listen to what he says in 1 Peter 2.9. He says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listen to what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 1. Verse 5, it says, From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to God and the Father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. In Revelation 20, verse 6, it says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Every Christian is precious to God, loved and unique with an everlasting love of the Father. Do we deserve this? The answer to that is no. But God values us as equivalent with the precious blood of his very own son. By grace of his everlasting covenant, he loves us more deeply than we could even dare to hope or dream or think or imagine. We truly are his treasured possession. I hope that encourages you today. I hope that you're able to see God's high calling for your life. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Al Pastor with Brian Overturf. If you found value in this, please subscribe and get updates. Most places podcasts are available. We're right here on Anchor FM through Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Until then, we'll see you later.